0: Downfall is timed so perfectly to the latest album release of Taylor Swift. Just, just, I think she engineered it, honestly. I think, um, it was her, like, like, she played the long game. Like, like, ever since he took the mic from her in 2009 at the Grammys, she was like, okay, I see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I feel like, uh, I don't, I don't have like anything else to say about that or a punchline. I just feel like she's severely underrated as a businesswoman. what I'm saying. Um, I, I really, I love witches. Um, thank you. I feel like I was a witch in a past life or maybe I am still a witch. I, I just love everything about them. Um, but I feel like they get a bad rap. And, like, not much has changed since the Salem witch trials. Like, um, like, yeah, they ate a kid or two every once in a while, but only the fucking annoying ones that deserved it. Like, you know what they say, witches say, double, double toil and trouble. Fuck around and find out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'll i be like, I'll be like joking with a guy, you know, I'll be like talking with one of my guy friends, I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I'm a witch. And he'll be like, uh, I can see the terror in his eyes. And I can like almost hear his thoughts going like, Okay, how can we get her in a lake? <laughs> Where is the closest body of water? And how can we make it look like an accident? I just, I feel like not much has changed. Hmm, let's see. Oh, I I really, I, (laughs) I, I think looking at bookshelves, like other people's bookshelves, I love doing that. Like, it's such an intimate thing, seeing the books on another person's shelf. It's like a window into their soul, almost. And I was looking at my bookshelf the other day, and I realized I have not read like 80% of the books on my bookshelf. And, and I was just thinking, what does that say about me? Like you say, they say you, you can never, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but that's all you can really judge me on because I don't know what's in them. Cool. Anyway, women's squirting is fun. Yeah. Women I I it's weird. Women squirting. Like like what's really going on there? Thank you. It poses a lot of philosophical questions for me. Like um if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, is squirting pee? I don't know. Yeah, we got a yes in the in the back. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a guy who's like, yeah, it is. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know, I've heard a lot of different things. I think, you know, it's one of life's impossible conundrums. It's like Schrodinger's pussy. It's like, in theory, it might sound gross, but in practice, I have gotten nothing but rave reviews. Um, It's like the water park. Like, like no one knows what's in that water, but who isn't having a blast? all right thank you goodbye <laughs> amy stringer your body
1: is a water park that's like and every time i hear the word water park i think of john mayer <laughs> i don't know why i just do all right your next comedian i hope he hears from outside clap your hands together everybody for sam mcgaver <laughs>
2: What kind of crowd is this? I forgot to read the room. Uh, so how long you guys been doing audience for? All right, are we laughing? Have we laughed yet? Have we gotten some laughs in tonight? That's a good thing. That is a good thing. I, uh, I couldn't get a sitter for this. My kid's outside in the car with a note on the window that says nothing valuable inside. All right. All right, all right. I hate San Francisco. I stepped on a syringe the other day. Now I'm vaccinated. It went right through my crock hole. All right. Is this thing on? Cool. What's up, machine? Good to see your face, man. You're a hell of a good sight, man. uh, Who's this? Your lady. Hi. I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Nice pink coat. Breast Cancer Awareness Month in the coldest month of the year. The nips are out. You know what I mean? Hell, yeah. Cool. Love it. Love it. We're having fun here. This is good, man. I, uh... I got a sign in my bedroom that says dead man's point. People have fallen to their deaths from this point. And sometimes I sit in my chair and I look at this big metal sign and I think about all the people that have fallen to their deaths since I stole it. All right, cool. I think I'm a pretty good guy though. On Sundays I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. I like to walk around other people's neighborhoods with a coffee mug so it looks like I live around, you know? Like got my got my coffee mug what's up neighbor I live here you know look at my coffee mug couldn't have gotten far you know what I mean yeah one time a guy stopped me asked me if I was new to the neighborhood he said yeah he said he said oh, what do you say he goes ah, oh the homeowners association didn't let us know of a new homeowner I, d- I told him that that's because I was gonna tell everyone my I, w- I was gonna introduce myself personally uh, you know because I have to legally because I'm a sex offender so all right we didn't follow the premise. The punch didn't hit. That's okay. That's okay, we're moving on. Oh, I'm really into Ancest. I think my grandma's a babe. Yeah, cool. (laughs) She's got a body like an hourglass. Big feet, big head. And a thin vagina that has sand in it. All right, do we like it? We hate it. All right, I'm I'm just gonna do two minutes tonight because I have a two minute comedy competition that i'm gonna that i'm gonna do later so i don't want to i don't want to over practice you know what i mean all right i've been sam have a good night
1: sam everyone bye are you going to slate um take it again oh have fun your next comedian runs a show well we don't know what's happening duh but uh he's wonderful put your hands together everybody for dan britton
3: For clapping. Oh, God, this is awful. I'm standing in front of people and I can just, you're all judging me, and I'm so scared of you guys. Oh, my God, this is so scary. I, I fuck it, like, fuck all you guys. I hate you all. Like, I, uh, I really love comedy the art form, but I hate comedy the lifestyle. Like, comedy the art form is cool because it empowers me to say whatever I can say, but. Comedy, the lifestyle means that I have to listen to people who are homeless, even when I'm indoors, and I hate that. Are you homeless, ma'am? And get a new jacket. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was really bad. Y- you're hanging out with this guy. <laughs> She's about to leave your ass, brother. I'm sorry. What did you say? Your name's Machine. Did you give your ma- yourself that nickname? I'm done talking to you, you're dumb, okay. I recently read a book, yeah. Okay. No, I'm not gonna talk about that. Um, So Donald Trump recently had dinner with a known racist and then whenever everybody was like, I didn't even know who that guy was, everybody was like, you clearly knew who that guy was. And that guy was Kanye West, <laughs> the known anti-Semite who went on record saying that slavery was a choice. <laughs> Donald Trump is like, oh, yeah, I never heard of that guy. But in his defense, I mean, he probably never listened to the college dropout. So it's like, what are you going to do? None of my ideas are as entertaining as, or like as fascinating as you guys are. So I'm just going to talk to you. What's your name, dude? Yeah, no, the fucking chair. Yeah, you. What's your name, dude? Nice. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. My name is Dan. Sometimes, sometimes, whenever people meet me, I swear to God, they'll be like, "Oh, Dan, that's a cool name. Is that short for something?" And I'll be like, uh, "Yeah, it's sh- it's short for Daniel." What's your name? Stu? Oh, what's that short for? Stupid, thought so. The other thing I hate about comedy as a lifestyle is like you have to be active on social media to like try and prove to everybody like I'm a real comedian because I show Facebook everything about my life. Yada yada. Bunch of fucking pussies. You guys ever open Instagram or like any app and then you're like there's nothing on this shit and then you close it and then two seconds later you open it again and you ask yourself like what the fuck am I an idiot you're just there standing people who just stand like who have jobs that can just like stand there like this looking at their phone for hours at a time I just I don't have an opinion but it's not a nice opinion does that thank you very much Amy was talking about squirting the other day or squirting a few minutes ago. I, uh, I had a girl (laughs) squirt on me the other day. (laughs) It was fucking awesome, man. (laughs) Oh God, these two people up here are just mortified. Sorry, boomers. I'm very open about my life. I was just, she was riding me cowgirl and she just, it was like her vagina just exploded. Hot, nice liquid all over me and... I was like, all right, I like this. So anyway, I like I like vaginas more than I like Adel, but. Hey, good night.
1: Keep your hands clapping for Dan Britton. Uh, clap your hands, cause soon he'll have the clap. All right. I was trying to make a good segue there, but that was just mean. Uh, that was lovely. Your next comedian. Oh, he's just a joy and a wonderment. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Yeah.
4: Dan, did you see on Instagram, I uh, took a big shit this morning, so. uh. Uh, I love Star Wars. I used to think it would be awesome if the force was real until I realized that the Jedi are really just a religious cult with superpowers, which would be terrifying in San Francisco. You're walking down market, a man in a robe approaches you. You will buy tickets to Shen Yun. Love uh, documentaries too. I just saw this great one on Netflix about this uh, addiction study where these scientists put a rat in a cage with two buttons. Now pressing the first button would dispense cocaine and pressing the second button would dispense an Oreo cookie. Now the scientists were trying to find which of the two substances is most addicting, but what they actually found is the world's luckiest rat. I got in a a fight with my girlfriend uh, a few nights ago and it got really bad. Um, like to the point where I had to ask her if she was breaking up with me. And she was like, Josh, breaking up with you is the last thing I want. So it's on her list. She just has some chores to do, you know? I feel like we're all getting stupider. I uh, (laughs) feel like we're all getting stupider. My family is for sure. Uh, My great-grandfather once told me that during World War II, he was a radar operator. And while manning his position, he would play mental chess with his colleagues. So no board, no pieces. They would just tell each other moves, and he would reme- remember everything. And I need a notebook to memorize my dick jokes. Yeah, I don't know. It really is incredible, though. He once told me that he played a game of mental chess every single day that he was stationed at Pearl Harbor. Looking back, probably should have focused more on the radar, but hindsight's way to Thanks. We have a we have like a two minute thing later, so I just want to see how many jokes I could get in two minutes. Um, like some of the comics know here, um, I was on Wheel of Fortune a while ago. Like that's not a joke. I got to be on a game show, won a little bit of money, and it was cool. Um, so I I like won the main round, got to the bonus round. The the bonus puzzle was quite ambitious, and my guess was uh, that didn't go well. Um, a lot of people, when you tell them you've been on a game show, they'll be like, oh my god, you're so lucky. That sounds amazing. No one's ever like, what's it like to have a letter cost you $1 million? I fucking hate the letter Q. Que- I hate Qs, all right? What are they? Just places for British people to stand in line. I, I, I hate Q. Que- <laughs> hate Q. Que- they always complain. They're like, uh, nobody, nobody understands me without my friend here. And it's like, dude, shut up. That sounds like a you problem. It's also the most poorly placed in the gay alphabet. LGBTQ, they could have been the LGB cuties. I don't know. But I I hate Q, and I know I'm not the only person who feels this way um, because I started an online forum for like minded individuals. Uh, We called it Q Haters Anonymous. We have shortened it recently um, to QAnon. And. It's not going well. Um, we've we've lost we've lost them recently. I'll just be like, guys, we hate Qs. and they'll be like, JFK is coming back, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We hate Qs. and they're like, Joe Biden's a lizard person. And I'm like, we hate Qs. and they're like, we hate Jews. And I'm like, ah, that's close enough. I'm over it. All right, I got time for like one more. Um, these self-driving cars like the waymos and all that and now microsoft is making their own self-driving car which i don't trust at all like i got pissed enough when excel crashes on me you know that's how we're gonna end it all right thanks guys
1: clap your hands together for josh what number are you tonight (laughs) i'm in the i'm in like the I'm in the beginning uh, yeah, I'll do my best. Put your hands together for your nice comedian, everybody, Phil Patrick!
5: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all
6: right. So uh, I uh, grew up in a household full of women. And uh, they taught me to pee sitting down, which I was embarrassed about that at first. Uh, and then I realized it's a lot better. So now I pee sitting down all the time. Uh, but it can make the other guys at the urinal uncomfortable. Um, I think, I think jewelry is very confusing. We have rings on our toes and a- anklets. I don't even know what an anklet is. I think we should wear watches on our ankles. Uh, that way, when I buy beat picks online, they're time stamped. We got a foot finder guy right there. Um, so, I have a question. We got some nature lovers here. Anybody a nature lover? Uh, yeah, this guy. Okay. Do you think slutty butterflies have tattoos of people? Um, so I, I've got I've got a lot of friends getting married and having kids, and my fridge is just littered with photos, and I'm starting to wonder how long I should keep them on my fridge. Like, what is the separation point between a good friend and a serial killer on my fridge? So like I started organizing them by like blondes in the top left corner, you know, kids on the right, and like virgins in the bottom. Okay, all right, I'll work on that one. Cool. Um, I was looking at a graph recently that was showing that. The more sexual partners you have, the higher your chances of divorce. Um, Nice. So anyways, basically showing more people you have sex with before marriage, the higher your chances of divorce, which is great for my anxiety because now when I have a one night stand, I just think, wow, this will devastate my future children. Um, I think we could do better with terminology. Uh, Wet dreams versus wetting the bed. How are like 12 year olds supposed to remember the difference? When I was a kid, I thought my, my friend wore diapers to sleepovers cause he had thick loads. Um, and then I got jealous and I was like, well, why, why don't I come that much? So then I looked online and read that if you drink more water, it can increase your load size. Um, so then before bed, I just drank a ton of water and, uh, now I just have a peeing fetish. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but dating apps, they've really escalated in tears. Like a couple of years ago, um, there was like Tinder gold, which allowed you to swipe more profiles and now there's like Tinder Platinum move your profile to the top i'm really excited for next year it's going to be Tinder Diamond they literally cannot swipe no on your profile all right what else we got oh yeah so i was talking to with my my partner recently about sex and our sexual encounters and i think we realized that it's like we watched two different movies so like when i th- when i think about the mo- the sex we just had i'm like oh yeah that was that was the extended edition very long and then she's like, I, I don't know, it was kind of more like a trailer. And I think the worst part about it is when she just, like, mixes up the character names. All right. So there was there was a teacher in San Jose recently, uh, and they got caught. It was, a, it was a female teacher, and she got caught going down on one of her students. And I always think it's interesting seeing the different reactions when something like this happens. Like, you'll see women on Facebook posting, like, oh, my God, that woman's the devil. She should rot in jail. And then you see all these old men, and they're just like fuck i wish teachers existed like that back in my day well the truth is those teachers did exist uh they were just sucking the cool kids dick all right i'm phil patrick thanks guys
1: phil patrick hooray oh that was lovely i always wanted to be a college professor but uh i i just i couldn't because i would fuck all of my students uh your next comedian such a funny lady so excited that she's here I haven't seen her in forever I was just thinking about you put your hands together for Vicky Causal, yay oh,
7: when I need it right on t- um and here was my son uh he's forced to sit through all my performances that's how he pays his rent <laughs> 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 um people often think we're a couple you know uh they're like uh, guys are you a couple you look so similar If we look so similar, we are probably not a couple. Um, You know, I love open mics. My only problem with open mics is that I only have four minutes to tell my jokes. And in my case, it takes people four minutes to just get used to my accent so they can start listening to my jokes. Um, You know, I tried fixing my accent, but it's a Russian-Ukrainian accent, one of the hardest to fix. I even went to a speech coach And she told me to speak like an American, you've got to open your mouth wider. Use your jaw. And I was like, that's exactly how you get yourself in trouble in my homeland, (laughs) 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 by opening your mouth too much. Uh, See, my people have been watched by their government for so long, they evolved to speak with their mouth shut. Not an easy habit to break. You can hear people talk. (laughs) It's just who said what, that's impossible to determine. I wanted to do stand-up comedy for a long time, but I was always conscious of my accent. um, And I asked my friend who is very culturally inclined, uh, do you think it's okay if someone who speaks with a funny accent tells jokes on stage? And he's like, uh, as long as your jokes are funnier than your accent, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I saw a dream a couple of days ago. and in it, I let a genie out of a you know magic lamp, and he said he's gonna grant me three wishes. And I said, okay, wish number one, I wanna be um, rich. Surprise, surprise. He's like, oh, that's easy, you know, you're rich now. Uh, wish number two, I wanna be happy, because what's the point of being rich if you're not happy? I don't wanna end up like those rich people who hang themselves, right? They have everything, and, and they end their lives. Uh, very, very easy, he said, uh, smart, smart move. Um, you are happy now. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Since I'm rich and happy, my third uh, wish is to live forever. So please grant me immortality. And he's like, nope, N- impossible because you know the the, the way the world structured and things connected with each other uh, prohibits that. You know, uh, the, uh, humans should be fearful of death. Uh, so no, no genie in the world, no deity, no no um, sorcerer is gonna is gonna do it for you wish for something else. I'm like. Uh, okay, okay, how about you fix my accent? And he thought and thought and thought. And then he said, uh, How long did you say you wanted to live? Forever? Done. Because <laughs> uh, you know, the way you say three wishes, the way you say three wishes, I don't think there is a genie or a deity or a sorcerer in the world who can <laughs> fix that. <laughs> um, You know, people often ask me if Russian language is difficult to learn. Uh, Learning is manageable. Forgetting is impossible. Uh, I've been trying for thirty years to get it out of my mind, uh, and I and I can't. uh, No luck so far. Um, I think the problem with me is that I'm linguistically monogamous. You know <laughs> uh, you know, once I learned a language, I stuck with it. I have a friend who has an incredible ear for different languages. you know she can she can listen to a conversation of tourists and pinpoint to exactly a map where they came from. like oh, these people are from Italy, these people are from Greece, these people are from um, Ireland. The, the, these people are from um, um, the Saudi Arabia. And you know, I, I, I'm just it blows my mind. I, I can't hear any of those nuances. None of those nuances to me. All these people came from La La Land because all I can hear them say is La 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 or English or La La La. That's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Hooray for Vicky um, and then yay! I love her
1: accent and um, brought me like a Kiev cake. Hell yeah. Uh, your next comedian, new to the scene, making waves writing jokes being great put your hands together for sean durham yay mind, true love and peace of mind.
8: all right all right how we doing i right i'm gonna be heavily using notes tonight so uh i lost uh 40 pounds over the pandemic thank you thank you chemo's going horribly No, but uh, I I did lose 40 pounds, and uh, people started making the comment uh, like, uh, oh, you look so good, which is kind of fucked up for me because losing weight didn't really fix any of the things I thought were wrong with my body. Like, losing that weight didn't give me eyebrows or make my head fit in hats properly. No, I actually lost uh, weight over a health concern. And that uh, health concern was that I uh, couldn't stop shitting myself, actually. Okay. Yeah, every fart became like a gamble, and I was losing bets all the time. It was the worst game of craps. That was a new one. Okay. Now, uh, it did get to a point, though, where, like, um, I just, if I was in public, I had to hold the fart in until, like, it was absorbed into my body. And, uh, and yeah, it just wasn't worth the risk of having to, like, waddle over to a bathroom and scrub the Taco Bell meat out of my underwear. Terrible. Okay, I'm going to go to a completely new one, so bear with me here. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 wait, I remember the beginning of it. Uh, has anyone here seen the film uh, Bang Bus? Yeah, okay, we got one. No, um, uh, I do like asking that question though because uh, it gets a little hesitation since we are like the age of uh, ethical porn and bang bus is not ethical because uh, they don't wear seatbelts no, but um I uh, if you haven't heard about Bang bus bang bus is uh, a film porn where uh, they pull up on random men in this bus right? And they use a naked woman to ask them if they like want to come on the bus and prematurely ejaculate on camera for all their family and friends to see. And, uh, it's a cool, it's a cool porn. I like it, you know, I've really only watched it though, like one or 200 times, but, uh, it is interesting to me that that was like my fantasy for a while that someone would just like come up to me and ask me if they if i want to have sex with them because that's kind of like reckless behavior for me because most times i'm walking around with just like this like musty aroma coming from me like i need time to prepare for that shit. right like i said new shit so i have no idea where I'm. Uh. I also like, I don't carry condoms with me on a daily basis. I actually think that would be kind of weird if I just always had a condom on me ready for that. Because like, I work with children, and uh, if I just accidentally dropped a condom on the floor, I don't know how to explain myself out of that. Like, No, no, it's not weird. I always have a condom on me when I come to school. All right, well thank you guys for listening to That Shitty Joke.
1: clapping for Shondoram as condoms at school! Back in the day when weed was illegal one time I had weed in my backpack and then the drug dogs came in and then I was so lucky because a kid had weed in his bag so I didn't get in trouble. Yay! I got to teach for a whole nother year. Your next comedian clap your hands together for Ajay Damodaran.
9: How you guys doing? doing? We feeling good? make some noise if you're not a comedian you guys you guys hesitated a second there you're like i could do this shit yeah yeah everybody that's walking into this bathroom by the way if you're curious they're just doing coke that's that's the reason that's the coke bathroom um okay i'm gonna do some jokes i uh i'm dark skinned i'm pretty dark skin. i got bullied for it a lot when i was a kid um one thing that people like it's a really egregious thing that people say like little kids are like racist right like little kids like little light-skinned kids will walk up to me and be like oh your skin's the color of poop so i would always like politely respond and be like well your skin's the color of bird poop so i don't know it's if it's if we're we're all like if you're that much better you know like if you go swimming at the beach and a seagull takes a shit on you you're not going to notice for a while so (laughs) that's a weird joke all right um I wish I was that cool to say that shit when I was, like, a child. There's no way I would have had a zinger like that. I, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I I think both my parents, uh, they're, they're, they're great people. My mom's, like, a well-accomplished engineer, my dad's, like, a seasoned academic, and I feel like my older brother got, like, their best qualities, right? Like, my mom, my older brother got, like, my mom's work ethic and, like, my dad's money, and, uh. I got like their worst qualities, right? Like I got my I'm like antisocial like my dad and I grow a mustache like my mom, so okay, I don't know about that. Um I uh, I'm a very paranoid person. I don't trust dentists. I uh I feel like they they're just untrustworthy the people. They, they they say that like poor dental health leads to memory loss. Have you guys heard that? Cuz apparently like it, the bacteria or some sh- I don't it sounds like bullshit to me cuz like I, I I make that justification because I have bad teeth coverage. Like I don't have good. It just that just sounds like a threat. Honestly, that just sounds like a threat, right? Like you walk into you walk into the dentist's office. You're like dentist oh, doc. I'm sorry, I'm late. I forgot where my keys were. He's like, yeah, it's because you're a terrible flosser. Uh, you don't wanna, you don't want to forget your first kiss. You better get a root canal. Uh, okay, that's that was so much funnier in my head, dude. You know, oh my god. That's crazy. Uh I recently saw somebody got get their uh catalytic converter stolen. Um I I wasn't like trying to like get I wasn't like a betting aiding a betting like a crime. I was just sitting in like a car across the street talking to my friend and like we were catching up and like you know you ever had that like moment where like you're having a conversation with somebody and you're kinda seeing like what's happening in front of you, but not really. Like that happened and I just saw this dude like run away and I felt really bad. Like I feel I felt like I could have stopped it, like we could have done something, but like I wanted to go talk to the family because they ran outside trying to chase the dude, but like, there's no way I could approach them and be like, "Oh, like, I'm so sorry, we saw everything," and they'd be like, "What the fuck? Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you stop it?" I'd be like, "Well, Sam's having difficulty finding friends in Sacramento, so we were kind of dealing with that." I don't know if your thing's that important. Sorry. Okay, that was weird. Um, R. Kelly's still in prison, so don't worry. Uh, Violent shift in tone. Yeah, he's still in prison. Um, if, you got, if you're not familiar, R. Kelly's this R&B singer, uh, who had a song entitled Ignition. Um, and, uh, sadly, the in- Ignition turned out to be for a white van with tinted windows, but, uh, yeah, that's, he, uh, he's in prison, and I'm kind of glad that he's in prison, because this, this will also give him the opportunity to learn how to, like, read, because he doesn't know how to do that, but I also feel like he should brush up on other subjects like math, right, because, like, otherwise, that situation will still end up the same, right? Like, he'll be talking to a girl that he's about to fuck, like, you look a little bit suspicious. Let me see some ID, right? And read the ID be like, oh, you were born in 2009? Okay, I thought you were a kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's too fast and too too little. Um, You guys have been a, an audience. Thank you. Have a nice night.
1: Newman, shake everyone. I mean, I'm sorry. That's Ajay Damodaran. Newman's supposed to be next, but he's not here yet, and neither is uh, Art, so... um. I'm gonna do mine right now and then we'll see. And if, because I don't wanna just throw you up on stage, Kavita, because you would be next, but I don't wanna just throw you up. So, but just so we know the rest of the list, we're waiting for Mark Neuer, we're waiting for Newman, we're waiting, thank you, we're waiting for Art, and um, And then it's Kavita and then Steve, and then Colin's not here yet, Sam's, Sam West is here, Candace is here, Raphael's here, John Gallagher's here, and then Ron, just letting you guys know what's going on so you're not confused. Uh, Machine, Steve, I said I'm sorry. Machine, you're after Cavada. I'm reading it off a screen. No, I'm looking over here. Um, all right, I'm clap it up for me. Yay! <laughs> knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. <laughs> Like the precept of feminism? I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. (laughs) Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. The tiniest Arby's. It's got the meats. (laughs) I'm so single! (laughs) I wonder why. One of the reasons is that I've Never internet dated. I've never had a Bumble or a Cupid, a Farmers Only, not even a Craigslist misconnection. Nothing. And so I asked one of my friends, hey, if I'm going to jump into this internet dating, what do I do? And she said, well, you should raise the bar really high. And then I asked one of my guy friends, and he said, lower that bar way down, way, way down. Can't we just meet at the bar? Like in person, talk, have a little drink. So I was outside a bar smoking trying to meet cute men and a fire truck rolled up and out of it poured hot, I mean gorgeous, costumed firemen just with like axes and they were spilling out, they were running up the stairs. And one of them, I caught eyes with him and he like looked at me and I was like, oh yeah and then they ran up the stairs and they weren't up there for very long. So it was probably like an opiate overdose or something. I don't know, San Francisco. And they came back down and he looked at me again and I smiled at him and he smiled at me and I waved and he waved back. Oh my God, he rang the bell, ding, ding. And we were vibing, we were vibing. So I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid because I didn't write down the number of the truck. How am I supposed to find this gorgeous fireman ever again? So my plan, is that next week, I'm going to go back on the same day at the same time, and I'm going to pay a questionably housed man $20 to start a garbage fire. Woo, woo, woo. You see, that's my version of Tinder. See how I did that? Oh, it's too long. I See, that was two minutes and 22 seconds. I got to tighten it up. Okay, so that's that's the first joke. Or I can choose between that opening with then the butthole, and then I would say, how do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette, right? Like Gillette razors introduced to the American public in 1904, uh, ladies, in 1904, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now, if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. (laughs) Gillette, the best a man can get, I'll never be good enough. I have so many pubes. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. You, You can pet it. I was born in 1974, I have the bush to match. It is dank, it it is swampy, and no one can find Charlie. (laughs) I named my clitoris Charlie. You're too young for the Vietnam reference, it's okay. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Do you hear about the new Gillette razor? This is crazy, 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave, and the seventh blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough. J'ai le mieux, on puisse savoir. Je ne
5: serai jamais assez bon.
1: Oui, je parle français. Trained as a ballerina for 23 years, classical piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. Okay, that's so. Group joke, joke A or joke B? B, Gillette. I'm so much more comfortable with that joke. Okay, everyone says B. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yay, your next comedian. Clap for me, yay. (laughs) There's more punchlines in B. There's a lot more punchlines. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Newman Shake, woo!
10: Yeah, what's up, guys? How How are we doing? You good? You look fancy, I like that. Yeah, um, a little bit about me, I'm part of a Gen Z and a lot of people say Gen Z is like really unpatriotic and everything, but I don't believe that. Because I think we're the only generation that's never going to forget 9-11. Mostly because we can't remember it, but... Alright. Um, I drool a lot in my sleep. I drool a lot. And I was sleeping with this girl recently, and she got mad at me for drooling. Which I didn't think was fair, because she spit in my mouth like 20 minutes ago, so... Yeah, I... Um, and I think homeless guys are like really good at sex. And let that. Do you believe that? Yeah. All right. Nice. I just want. I just want to know if I'm not alone. Now, nah, cause like if you're if you're like a woman and you bring like a homeless guy back to your place, he's gonna do whatever it takes to last as long as possible, just so he can stay inside for as long as possible. You know, like that's yeah, working on it. Uh, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone. Because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using that product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you, pl- if you eat here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. You know, like, that's not something they can do. Um, it's kind of like, Indian people have this reputation for not being, like, traditionally attractive. Which I don't think is like true because, like, I was talking to like, my gay friend recently and he was like, I really like hairy men. And I'm like, You're gonna love my uncles because that's all right. Yeah. um, Yeah, again, I'm part of Gen Z, but I think Gen Z and millennials are pretty much the same, you know, like, they're really progressive and like really poor. I think the only difference between Gen Z and Millennials is I feel like Millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house only to be real real disappointed and then I grew up being like wow I really want a dishwasher you know that would be dope I don't have a dishwasher in my house that's... yeah I feel like I'm a big fan of reality TV I like reality TV because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person like I'm very single right now you guys could tell very single I was like watching The Bachelor and I was like, you know what, I've never been desperate enough to go to ABC for help, you know, that's not. I Also, I'm a big fan of HGTV. I like HGTV because that's the only network that's explicitly saying fuck poor people, you know. Like, have you guys watched that show Fixer Upper? Nah, it's a weird show. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet and their solution is to destroy their entire home and build a new one yeah i feel like the solution i i feel like HGTV wants to be more relatable they need to make a spin off of house hunters and just call it risky rentals where there's a bunch of 20 somethings and got that closet they stuffed harry potter and being like you know what it's possible like it's okay all right um what else do i want to do well, i think that's all i got goodbye people ah!
1: newman shake everyone yeah. giving his time back to the room what a sweetheart Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. Call it a sing, yay! Time. Time.
11: Um. Okay, my my friend, she's the hardest time rejecting people. Okay, she's a hard time rejecting guys because she's so worried about offending them. That she will never shoot straight. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're never, you're just wasting your time and his. You just have to be straightforward and and gentle. Like the last guy that I rejected, I sent him a vase of flowers, you know, with a note that said, the last time we kissed, I felt nothing. And I think that's the exact right way to do it. Okay. Um, no, I, but I I think something that's so challenging about rejection is that no matter how lightly it's put, it's so impossible to like not get offended. Um, I had this guy text me once and he was like, hi, I just wanted to let you know that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Uh, glad we can reset and realign expectations. I was like, <laughs> to whom it may concern I was not expecting a return letter from you, as it has been six months since we last chatted. I have since received numerous offers from other men, um, and you should see their compensation packages. They, they are hu- They are engorged. I've been hospitalized. Let me know if you're still interested in three months. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm less, uh so I, I have a journal, okay, it's kind of, that's just like a glorified, less shameful way of saying I have a diary, but I, I write everything in my journal, um so, but sometimes even in my own safe space, I won't, like, I'm still self-conscious, like, I'll throw tidbits of news in it every day just so that I can see multidimensional, like, I'll just be like, today, China's been putting Muslims in camps, onto normal business, Pooch is a bitch, you know, it's just... Yeah. Um, but my best friend, my best friend, read my journal uh, once. We were in a fight. We we're in a fight, and I was being passive aggressive. So she went into my journal and she just read me like tearing her to shreds. And I found out because she took a photo on her phone. And when I went through her phone, I saw the photo. And uh, so, but immediately I was, I was like, thank God, because I wrote some nasty stuff. so I was like, thank God, because had she turned the page. I would have lost the fight, but like for the wrong reasons. Like I'd much rather prefer her read like, why is Pooja being such an asshole? Versus like, every day it gets harder to get out of bed. She would just be like, oh yeah, she probably needs this win. Okay, you guys are great. Um, so, okay, the last thing I'll say is that um, I, was a, I was a part of a sorority for one year, but then I left, I left, okay. Um, the thing that did it was uh, leadership made us do this poster campaign for sexual assault awareness on campus, and the tagline was "consent is sexy." Like I didn't know consent was a suggestion, you know. it also, why, like, why is sexiness the incentive for asking for consent? Like, why can't you just not be a rapist? Feels like a very basic ask. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> For confidencing, she needs the win, everybody.
1: But <laughs> keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Art Gaggi Gallistan. Yay!
12: Hello, everybody. I just started comedy like a month ago and I got a confection. There's one simple thing I don't know how to do. It's adjust the mic. So I'm gonna try it right now. Yeah, that was easier than I thought. Alright. Um, I'm from San Francisco, but I think San Francisco is weird because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? Um, I'm single, I've been trying to date, and the other date I went the other day I went on a date with a girl and she shows up, she's wearing a shirt that says My Body, My Choice. Now look guys, I agree with that statement. But you know how they tell you not talk about politics on the first date? And she showed up looking like a picket sign. You know what I mean? And she was like real top heavy, but she had skinny legs. But I feel like I could just pick her up and go to a pro-choice rally. We sit down to eat, and she starts talking my ear off about how my body, my choice is such a powerful statement, right? She gives me examples. She's like Roy versus Wade. Nobody should tell women what to do with their bodies. It's their body, their choice goes on, she's like, same thing with transgender people, nobody should tell them what to do with their bodies, it's their body, their choice. And she goes on and on and on about my body, my choice. And I'm just wondering, how come your body chose to be so disproportionate? I tried to change the subject because it's getting kind of awkward, right? So I was like, I tried to ask an innocent question. I'm like, do you have any siblings? She's like, yeah, I had a brother, but he committed suicide my like, gosh this date is not going well I'm like I'm wondering if he did it because he had to listen to you talk all the time okay but at this point I feel bad for her because she goes you know I've been in therapy because I've been battling with these thoughts that I could have stopped him from doing it right I could have prevented it and I told her it's like no no don't say that you know it's his body his choice a little dark right know um another date and this is why I'm single because I'm an asshole so I went on a date with this girl and she's a couples therapist so she tried to woman explain to me what love languages are she goes like my love languages are my love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch that means I like compliments and I like to be cuddled so i man to her I'm like that's not what it means Love languages are actually codes for what type of red flag the person has. Like, let me give you an example. For example, words of affirmation, it means you're insecure. Quality time, means you're clingy. Acts of service, needy. Gifts, gold digger. And physical touch, that was the obvious one, you're a hoe. So she got offended. She's like, first, are you calling me an insecure hoe? First of all, I'm not a hoe. Second of all, I'm not insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? I don't think I'm insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? Why do you think I'm insecure? I'm not insecure. Do you really think I'm insecure? I was like, no. And then we fucked. All right, thank you guys.
10: Yeah, now we do it like this.
1: Keep your hands clapping for art, everyone. Your next comedian, a great audience member, new to comedy himself, put your hands together for Machine. Yay!
13: Oh, Why do I have to follow the best guy in the fucking house? Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitches. I mean, what I, what I really mean is uh, my non canine, feline, wannabe biometrically opposed sheeple. That's you lot by the way, just in case you're wondering. How's the non-conforming working out there with all the conforming that you're fucking having to do every day of your lives? Um, I've got something serious to talk about here, it's BYG. Does anyone know what BYG is? Brittany Yvette Greiner? You know, she's trying to get, they're trying to uh, swap her for uh, Victor Bout, also known as the merchant of death. You know, she's a basketball player from the Phoenix, from Phoenix, uh, who's in uh, Russia for um, for taking some hash oil over to Russia. Well, they were they offered they offered the swap her for Victor Bout, but you know that guy? You know how homophobic and racist and sexist you have to be to deny yourself freedom after twelve years in prison because you're getting swapped for a black pot-smoking lesbian capitalist. You know, so onto Spotify. Spotify, fucking hell. Spotify. I, I've mine's wrapped up now. It's uh, Business Dicks. If you haven't heard of Business Dicks, you'll see Business Dicks on Spotify. My wrap up for the year is Business Dicks. No, you should just check them out. They're fucking awesome. I'm the lead singer, and <laughs> only play my songs on there just to get those one hundred and seventy three, one hundred and seventy three listens for the year. Once every two days. And that's really all it has. Well, Brittany Yvette Grimer, they should have changed that round. Putin should have just switched it all around and said, we want Victor Bout. We want him now. But what you should do, Biden, you should, uh, we'll give you BYG, Brittany Yvette Grimer, but you have to release the 7 million non-violent pot smokers that you have incarcerated in, j- in America. He should have just turned it around, and that would have been a fair swap, I think. Victor Bout for... million plus byg that would have saved the the american public 280 billion dollars for having them incarcerated and their tax their taxes would have paid another 25 billion which would have would have almost offset the student loan forgiveness debt about of which is 30 billion so they should have just fucking done that that would have been a perfect perfect right swap but they don't want to do that because they're all fucking racist, homophobic fucking uh, misogynists. But BYG, I really feel for her because four times in my life, I have nearly fucking actually, I have actually flown with drugs unwittingly. And I have uh, <laughs> my best one was actually flying to Australia just before the pandemic on 8th of February and um, 8th of February. 2020. I got on the plane to Australia. I've only booked the ticket at noon, and I'm flying there at 8.30 at night. I fucking get on the plane, didn't realize you were not allowed any THC or CBD at the time into Australia. I read the pamphlet. I was like, holy fuck, I've got a month's worth here, and I'm only there for the weekend. What did I have to fucking do? And I'm not even kidding, I had to eat the whole fucking lot. The 15-hour flight, fucking popped it all before we fucking flew because it was a one-year-in prison, $5,000 fine, and banned from Australia where my where my family live. I'm from Scotland. but So I fucking popped the whole lot. I wake up in Australia 15 hours later. It was fucking awesome. I'm wearing a full business suit. It's 96 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's 95% uh, humidity that day. So I'm walking down. I'm walking with this fucking suit on. Absolutely out my mind. And they say, Mr. Wilson, we have to... Uh, we have to take you to the side for a second screening here. I was like, okay, no worries. And they are like, we just noticed that you're wearing a business suit. Everyone else is wearing shorts and flip-flops. I was like, yeah, I'm going to my brother's birthday. They're like, well, we see that you just booked your flight at eight cl- uh, noon this afternoon to get on the 8.30. And I was like, yeah. He goes, well, didn't you know it was your brother's birthday, like, before this? I was like, yeah, but he said I couldn't make it. And I said, fuck it. Got out the drunk the night before, booked the flight. I got down. They're like, well, Mr. Wilson, you've only got one bag with you. Do you have any drugs in it? I was like, no, I ate them all. <laughs> and they went, you did what? And I told them the whole story about eating them all. They're like, are you s- high just now? I'm like, I'm out my fucking mind. And they were like, okay, Mr. Wilson, you're being very honest with it, but why are you wearing the business suit? I was like, I'm in a band called Business Dicks. And I pulled it up. I pulled it up, <laughs> pulled it up on there. And the Australian... The Australian border patrol are fucking awesome. They went, holy fuck, it is you. They goes, play us a song. So I put on a couple of s- put on a song. Suddenly there are five of them there going, hell, that shit, that music's terrible. Are you pl- Are you gonna be playing music over here? And I'm like, no, I'm going to my brother's birthday. And they're like, so you have no more drugs on you? So they s- they s- they totally searched my whole thing. I fucking left both my passports there. i have got to wind it up here. It's a long story, but I left both my passports there. Went to get the train, got on the train, forgot my passports, went back to Border Patrol an hour later, and they came in and they all laughed at me and said, You are out your fucking mind, bro. And they let me go. And I flew back two days later with no uh, CBD at all. all. Right, thank you.
1: Machine everyone Glab your hands for your Nets Comedian, everybody. It's Colin Braun! Woo!
14: Thank you. Uh, I know I'm normally very cheerful, uh, but I'm bummed out. my neighbor died. Jim Jim was a he was a great man. I really came to know him very well. He was from Ohio or New Hampshire or something. but uh, he lived a very full very fascinating life. His mom, he had a white mother that loved him and a black lung. that killed him. He um, was an interesting guy. He, he was a business owner. He owned a business for 40 years in the Castro. They sold um, dildos and blow-up dolls and butt plugs and fleshlights all of them used. It was called Everything's Fucked. Jim, uh, Jim had a couple of pets. He had a dog named Loneliness. And uh, he had a cat named Herpes. Now, Herpes is tricky. I, I wrote all this this evening, sorry. Herpes is hard to keep under control. It seems like Herpes is always breaking out. Herpes will go and Herpes will come back. And even when Herpes disappears for a long, long time and you think Herpes is gone forever, you look down and suddenly there's Herpes. Herpes. Just begging to be scratched and uh, seems like everybody in my neighborhood has had a little run in with herpes. My friend caught herpes in the kitchen once. I have another friend who caught herpes on the bus. And this is funny, seven people have caught herpes on the same park bench. I caught herpes through a hole in the wall. That's actually how I met Jim in the first place. That was embarrassing. He said, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh my, It's never been broken out like this. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I can handle herpes. I'm not afraid of herpes. Loneliness, on the other hand, is intimidating. Loneliness is powerful. Loneliness, I think, could probably drag you to a very dark place if it wanted to, but really it's the stink. Loneliness does stink. Whenever I went to Jim's house, I was always struck by the stench of loneliness. But, you know, I've I've found with some time that loneliness is actually quite warm. And loneliness can be very comforting. Um, hold on. In fact, I would say that I like loneliness more than I like some people. <clears throat> loneliness will shrink away when guests come to the front door and slowly come right back in as soon as they leave. Herpes, on the other hand, seems to show up 20 minutes before anybody comes over. In his final days, it seemed that really all that Jim had was loneliness and herpes. When he died, the question of responsibility was easy to settle. i had spent so much time with Jim that Getting herpes only seemed inevitable, (laughs) and I just can't seem to fight loneliness away. So now, loneliness, wait, hold on, loneliness follows me wherever I go. There we go. And now, most nights, I sit on the couch, slowly getting squeezed to the edge by loneliness and with herpes in my lap. Thank you, and good night.
1: Colin Braun, everyone.
14: Jim is not real. Nobody died.
1: Yay, Colin Braun. That was a wonderfully tortured metaphor, and I loved every second of it. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay. I'm your doctor when me, Want some coke, have some weed. You
15: know me. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm going to try a few new things after a few old things after a few medium. Things. I uh I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore without messing up. Like today I messed up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. Got so high, I didn't realize my headphones were turned up so loud. My vacuum was off the entire time. <laughs> I was like, fuck man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. Then I did the math and realized, oh, now I have 13 minutes left to brush its teeth with the mop. Growing up, my father was a single father. You had to learn a lot the hard way, you know? I remember one night, I found the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my father. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. All right, all right, let's get silly again. Do you guys, you guys ever wonder if carrots and pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color? I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. Broke my heart because I really liked the guy, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit during sex, like, I'm a real boy. Now I'm going steady with the sock puppet I keep next to my bed. All right, I'm going to try a few new things. This might go terribly, but that's why we're here, right? I don't want Amazon to know what the inside of my house looks like. So from time to time, I like to put my Roomba vacuum on a treadmill. And I like to think maybe Jeff Bezos is going crazy trying to figure out why I have a four-mile hallway going through my house. My dad always warned me against pot. He said, it makes you lazy. I said, hey dad, shouldn't we take down those Christmas decorations now that it's mid-July? You can't try to teach me life lessons while our lawn looks like an unlockable level in Candyland. Why is it easier to get your get on (laughs) start over? Why is it easier to get registered as a sex offender than it is to register your car at the DMV? Like I went to get my car registered, all I had to do was make an appointment. I had to make an appointment, wait in line, pay a bunch of money. But if you want to get registered as a sex offender, they do that shit for you. You don't have to do anything. It would suck if you did have to do something, now. Like, you had to go to the DMV for that. They call your name up. You go with your ticket. They're like, what are you here for? R- registry? Your car? Registry? No. Mm. Registry? I said it's new shit, all right? <laughs> um, two more things, all right? I recently lost my job, spent an entire week looking everywhere, retracing my steps. I finally found that I was so excited, went back to work. They were so mad I had been missing the last week. They fired me. I have a terrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend says I should go to the doctor and get checked out for OCD, which drives me fucking crazy because it's not in alphabetical order. All right, I'll end with this. No, I'll give you guys some time. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening.
1: Clap your hands for Sam West. Yay. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping for Candace. Burge. Yay.
16: Why are there cookies up here? Can I eat them? Wow. This is, uh, guys, this is my first time doing this
5: hey. it, um, uh,
16: <laughs> under the name Candace Burge, which is not my name, but I think it's hilarious, Pam. <laughs> Candy B. Steele is my name, Benj is my middle name, so N looks like R, it's fine, and it's, it's not my first time doing this at all, um, like the sixth time, but it is my first time. That I've been thinking about, like, can I turn eating a cookie into a joke? It's my first first time for that. It's also my first time. I have a list of other things that make it me not a liar. It's my first time doing this on Zyprexa, which is an antipsychotic <laughs> that I discovered I needed after my first five times of doing comedy up here. Um, it's also my first time doing this. I don't, uh, <laughs> it's my first time doing this where I wrote anything down. I guess that's a side effect. Um, my first time doing this in an America where robots have a license to kill but women aren't guaranteed access to an abortion. You guys hear about this? Fucked up, not a joke, just a fucked up thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so robots have more more rights than me. Uh, I find that disturbing. I'm gonna have to work on adding some funny stuff in here. Uh, Okay. Oh, so um, before I was on this antipsychotic, I was on a different drug that I think was a pro psychotic. It was not helping me. And um, it, it landed me in a mental institution. Wow, that's a whole thing. That's a whole real thing that we do to humans to help them. It is insane. Anyways, so I, I go into therapy, and um, I hope I can get to the end of this so that you feel like I'm healthy and happy, because I, I am actually much more stable. <laughs> um, but I go in, into therapy, and I'm having a psychotic, psychotic break, they call it, and therapist is going to call a 5150. Do you guys know what a 5150 is? So for the one, like, no, because all of the comics have been 5150 <laughs> apparently, for the one person who shook their head no, that's like, you lose your civil liberties for 72 hours because you're too crazy to be trusted. Um, and it's a whole th- to-do, and my therapist was like, I'm going to call 5150 for you, and I, I've i been with my therapist for a long time, so I trust her, and I was like, you do you. The hottest paramedics came. Ooh. And... Um, are there any like theater nerds? Did Anybody study theater or read plays? Okay, maybe, maybe this will be funny to you. The very cute paramedics come in, and I'm having my psychotic break, and I look at them, and I go, I've always depended on the kindnesses of strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and that is funny to Pam and Pam only, but streetcar named Desire, Blanche DuBois, before she gets taken to a mental hospital, that's how crazy I was. I was quoting Tennessee Williams. Um, Oh, yeah, so in my last minute, I'm just going to wrap up and say, I think I'm going to (laughs) stop. I think I'm going to stop, I'm ahead of time. Uh, Thank you, Pam, for letting me be crazy up here, and thank you for also letting me be not crazy. I'm going to take one of these cookies now.
5: Hey!
1: No, keep it going for Candace. Yay. I'm so glad that I knew what play you were talking about. Like, I, I was a theater major in college. I Just some things you'd never forget uh, after you read a book. Your next comedian. He's been so patient here this whole night. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. How
17: we doing tonight, guys? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We got a beautiful crowd here tonight. Dude, that was a really funny story about, you know, the car car registration. That was a funny joke. You know, you don't have to do anything to get registered as a sex offender. Uh, but actually, you have to molest a kid, dude. <laughs> that's pretty bad, dude. That's definitely something. I would much rather go register my car personally. I'm just, Jesus. <laughs> so that's how I'm opening my set. Uh, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my childhood. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop, you know? The word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn. Right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle. Right? And a, and a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> yeah, that was a little sadder than I implied at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it, it's true. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had a single mom, though. Give it up for single moms. C- come on, guys. We're on the air. Give it up for single moms. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's still the city of Jesus Christ. Come on. San Francisco is listening right now. Jesus it's true. I I, I like single moms. I know you guys don't, but I like single moms a lot. My mom is a small business owner, which is really cool. I just really it just would have been better if it was a mom and pop shop, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm a white guy, so that means uh, you know I have a lot of privileges. Uh, but you know, uh, so you know, as you grow up, you have to like learn what those privileges are. You know, it's not it's not it's not always obvious right away. The other day, I learned what a male privilege was. Uh, I Had this conversation with this woman. She was like, "Do you know what male privilege is? Male privilege is when a couple." is trying to have a baby, and the woman gets pregnant, the man has a nine-month head start to abandon the kid first. That's male privilege. And look, I, look, I was I was pretty offended. I was like, hey, fucking take it easy, Mom. You're really cutting deep here. Jesus Christ. My God. <laughs> it's really fucked up, Mom. Gee, Why would you say that to me? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! We got one in the bat. What's your name? San Francisco Art has a small penis. Yes, that's right. Art last name? What's your last name, Art? And he's quiet. It's okay. Don't worry, San Francisco. Most comedians do. (laughs) By the way, you you're fucking a good-looking man, dude. You're, You're you call yourself Mr. Machine? Machine? Just Machine. What's your first name? Sex. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a good looking dude, have you, d- uh, d- do you run a cult? You should start a cult, dude, you look fucking, you look like L. Ron Hubbard, dude, that's good shit, man, <laughs> you look fucking good, dude, you're a sexy motherfucker, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I do have a small penis, <laughs> Um, it's pretty small, I need a Viagra to look flaccid, you know what I mean, it's bad, yeah, no, it's not good, you know, I had a, I had a girlfriend for a little while, she broke up with me a little while ago and said, "Uh, it's not you, it's me, my pussy is too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty right. Ra- I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography, guys. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Not good. I told I tried to tell the judge. I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture. He sent me to Juvie. <laughs> juvie was tough, guys. Do you have any idea what it's like to have the smallest dick in Juvie? <laughs> Do you have any fucking idea what that's like? Oh, my god. My dick's like a baby carrot. It is. It's small. Adults, kind of like it, but really it's for the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love getting away with a good pedophile joke. And from a comedic perspective, it's nice to like be able to get away with it. It's like, yes, I did it. But that's that's the last pedophile joke tonight, I promise. So uh, hot sauce is a lot like a child. If you touch it with the tip of your penis, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Keep your hands clapping for Raphael. We've got three comics left, everybody. Hang fast. Your next comedian is John Gallagher. Yay! Is he outside? Is he? There he is. Yay!
18: Hello. Uh, I, I, I was excited. On Twitter, they put a picture of an ant's face on it. Are you guys excited about that? Like the things we've all been waiting for. Social media, we've got a picture of an ant's face on the internet. Woohoo! Huh? It was exciting. They, they posted a picture of it. It was like a close-up thing of it it looks like a monster, obviously, right? And like But all the captions were confusing because all the captions, after they took the picture of the ant's face, were like, can you believe this is what an ant's face looks like taken from a microscope? And you're like, "I probably. I don't know. What the fuck? What do you want from me? It looks fucked up. Like, are you supposed to—am I supposed to be surprised that the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs looks kind of fucking weird? Like, I don't know. That doesn't that's not surprising to me. This isn't a shock. Like if it had like a, a if it was beautiful, I'd be a little bit more unnerved, right? Like if the ant was gorgeous and it was just the hot if it had like Ryan Gosling's face, I would be like, Wow, I didn't know I could not even comprehend these ants were so sexy. I feel horrible for burning them with magnifying glasses by the thousands. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fucked up face. I don't know. It's like can you can you believe this? Like what am I gonna I don't have thousands of dollars of microscope equipment? Yeah. I got to take your word for it. I'm not going to do the research for this, okay? Sure, why not? You know, one of the things that's uh, fun for us to do is, uh, you know, we have a lot of, we like to do a lot of revisionist history. And so, like, it's kind of popular to go back and be like, oh, Yo, you think this person in history was white? You fucking idiot. They were black. Like, we do it with Jesus, right? Because you go, Jesus was a weak white guy in history. That's what we say, right? It's like, Jesus is clearly Middle Eastern, right? Duh. Alexander Hamilton, they say, was a white guy in history. But it's like, no, he was Caribbean. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know one person they never question, though, is Abraham Lincoln, which I think is interesting, you know? Because, right? I mean, like, you know, they got his picture right here. I think it's because he's looking a little tan. I think that's what made me think about this. But I think there's something to it, you know? I think that's what it is. It's like he, he's looking like George Hamilton up there. But they, here, if you look at the stats of Lincoln, right, 6'7", okay, Six, like, giant man. Like, he was a, an awarded, he was a, a huge, like, pr- like, awarded athlete. Did you guys know that Abraham Lincoln was a professional wrestler? He was a fucking undefeated professional wrestler before he was president? Like, fucking crazy. Like, the unawarded, like, the most athletic president of all time. Also, a victim of gun violence. That seems pretty, you know, seems like a pretty good, good start. I don't know. Just think about this. The Emancipation Proclamation rhymes. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I'm just asking questions. No, I don't know. <laughs> thing. And also, it's like, I, I think it's just funny to go back in time and just be like, yeah, the, my, the guy that started or like he like ended the Civil War because he wanted to make sure everybody was free, unequivocally a white man. Like, isn't that, seems a little crazy going off America, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Fun to think about. I, uh, what's it, <laughs> what the fuck was I going to say? Forgot my stuff, oh, everybody's worried about li- li- Big Brother watching them, you know? You guys, you worried about being surveilled, huh? It's like a big big face, like a Big Brother's like the big stone-faced guy who's watching your every move. You know who I'm worried about? I'm worried about Little Brother watching me, you know? Because Little Brother's so much more annoying, don't you think, right? <laughs> like Little Brother's like, what are you doing? You're like, shut up! I'm doing taxes! What's that? I don't want to explain this to you. Can I hang out? No! Get your own friends. You're fucking annoying. Little brother's way worse. Peering at you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should. I do have to act that out more, but I don't want to. So I'm sorry. I should, if I, if this was, if I was dedicated to my craft, I'd, I'd sneak down behind this and I'd peer my eyes over like a little toad man. But now I'll just explain it to you because they'd already bombed and I'm going to keep bombing. And that makes me feel good. No. Uh, I'm going to eat a cookie. Give it up for cookies. And Pam!
1: Yay, John Gallagher! That was awesome. Little known uh, fact about Abraham Lincoln, he was supposed to be a part of the Donner Party. And he canceled at the very last minute. He was friends with the guys that left in the Donner Party. He did business deals with uh, one of the idiots that left late. And he was like, I can't make it. And that was in his younger days. So, interesting fact, he was supposed to be in the party where they uh, all ate each other. Your two comedians left, everybody. Your next comedian's been so patient here the whole time. Clap your hands together, everybody. For our whole yay.
19: Joe Biden's gonna die, right? Uh, uh, he's gonna, we're all concerned for his health, right? No? Like He's like, you know, like we can all assassinate him with like patience. <laughs> yeah and like I've like a, I have an 80-year-old grandpa and like he like they say the doctor said if you want to prolong his life just don't fall. Don't fall. That's Biden's best trick. Um. <laughs> like if Trump's going to die too but just cuz like Melania's had enough but you know. <laughs> Biden yeah, I'm concerned for him. Anyway, um I miss heroin, guys. <laughs> I mean I'm I've been 5 months off it and I had to stop. Yeah, yeah. I started doing fentanyl instead, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, I do fentanyl, it's not a very sustainable drug. I OD'd once, which is impressive if you know how many times these other guys have OD'd. Like some, someone said, like, I've OD'd 30 times. Like at that point, you're just homies with God. <laughs> just be like, you know, fucking, what's up, God? And then God's like smoking a joint. Like you always just smoke and leave, what the hell? Is, is Biden going to come, no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I OD'd, and um, I got Narcan back to life by a homeless guy, which, um, and I, I never found him. I could never find my savior, and I was looking for him because he stole the rest of my dope. <laughs> but now, like, I can't talk shit about the homeless. Not that I was before, but I can't talk shit about the homeless, like, at all. You know, like, if I ever, like, smell piss on the streets of San Francisco, I'm like, that's the smell of a second chance at life. if I sound like a homeless guy tries to, like, fuck me in the ass, I'm like, you earned it, buddy. (laughs) All right, okay. Um, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm worse than fat. I'm skinny fat, you know, or as I like to call it, passive-aggressively obese. (laughs) You know, like, it's a, if if I was a girl, it could be easier. Like, I could call myself something cool, like, slim, thick, but I'm a guy, so it's gross. Like, if you're a girl, it kind of, like, you can kind of get lucky, and it can go to your tits and your ass, and it's hot. And if you're a guy, it can go to your tits and your ass, and not the best. All right, we're not feeling that one. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, but, you know, they say the worst thing you could say to a fat person is, uh, you're not fat, you know, because like it's like patronizing. I disagree. I think the worst thing you could say to a fat person is, uh, oink, oink, piggy. <laughs> How many months pregnant are you? Okay. <laughs> And the second worst thing is, uh, you're fat. That would suck. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't want to do the, that's w- uh, the world cup. Uh, you guys watching the world world cup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who to root for cause like I'm Indian and like India doesn't have a team, but they did like build the stadium though, which like Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, they all built the stadium, which is like, that's kind of like our world cup. Right? But um, you know, like every time like a uh, Pakistani falls twenty stories to his death, we're like, goal. <laughs> All right. yeah. Let's do one more dark one. Okay, gas prices are up, right? Right, Your gas prices are up. Suddenly, it's financially responsible to get a DUI. Yeah, now you won't be paying eight dollars for a gallon of gas, and neither will that family afford. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name's Rule. Yeah.
1: Hey. Yay! There's this one stadium that they call 947, and that's where if you want to root for someone root for the Swiss, they made it to the they made it to the 16, and that's my team. I love the Swiss, but they're one of the stadiums they play in is called 947, and I think that's how many Bangladeshis are buried underneath it. Uh, you're the, no, they say that it's a they anyway. Your last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Thank
20: you. Cause
21: that's oh, it's the same height. Okay. <laughs> I think it's all going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. We figured it out. Thank God. God bless. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of God damning everything. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I got a year off of cocaine and that don't, please don't clap. That's gay to clap. Okay. And I suck cock and take raw loads in my ass. Please don't clap for that. But when I hear like, I I like I try to tell people, like I tell you, you know, you're at work and you know, I'm like 27. I work with a bunch of 20 year olds and I tell them the good old days, you know, when you're snorting blow and jerking off for 19 hours straight and getting all creepy with socks, you know? Tell those stories to these people and think you're something. Then you hear about how heroin addicts overdose and then piss themselves on 6th Street. It's like a way better story than jerking off for 19 hours on Coke. The White Ranger, ladies and gentlemen, the Green Ranger, are you familiar? He's dead. He killed himself. Are you guys a, a unit? No. Are you guys a unit? You guys are a thing. You know what I mean? You guys are fucking Are you guys together? You two? You guys That's amazing, dude. Yes. <laughs> he killed himself. The Green Ranger killed himself over his an argument with his chick. He killed himself. This dude is like a a like a a a three a fourth degree an eighteenth degree black belt. He could have karate chopped her into dust, and he didn't. That's my hero. But there goes my hero. You know what I mean? Watch him as he goes. He could have he could have kicked her into a different universe, and instead he killed himself. It's a good man, dude. a good man right there I could never be that guy I couldn't dude <laughs> I would have to kill her than myself and that's why I'll never be a power ranger I'm just not cut out for the job Remember when a uh, when uh, like you get a dollar like a dollar off of a pack of cigarettes and like it actually meant something? Cigarettes are entirely too expensive, Pam ben Benjamin. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh. oh, I missed the light. I know. You know how some people are like, oh no, I ran the light the, the light because I didn't see it. It's like you can't do that here. <laughs> We all saw the light, you know what I mean? God, I can't wait to see the light. (laughs) (laughs) I really can't wait to die. I can't, I can't wait, dude. And every time I'm about to like, you know what I mean? I get the chain, because a rope is not gonna hold this. I tie the, the chain up, I'm about to just into the light. You get a ding on the phone, ding. This just in new information about aliens, like keeping me in the matrix forever, keeping me in the simulation in forever. I'm about to deep throat a shotgun, right? And I'm about to blow my fucking brains out, right? And I'm right there, just like, <laughs> just <laughs> really fucking the shit out of this shotgun barrel with my mouth hole my girlfriend i'll pee in your mouth stop
1: making this interesting
21: thank you guys so much god bless hey
1: hey. Hey. mark neuer everyone well we did it friends thank you all so much for being here tonight i really appreciate all of you and um tonight at 10 o'clock piano fight there's that thing that we're all seems like everybody's in and i hope that i do okay oh my god Um, and now I have to go potty so badly so nobody go in the bathroom because I have to go oh go quick go quick because I got to go I got to go potty so I've been back here dancing for like the past three comedians Uh, so have a good night everybody hope to see you later at Piano Fight yay
5: I'm Child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will get brighter Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will get brighter
1: Yeah, if you want to, um, I'm gonna. I just want to time this out one more time because I've I've never timed this one out, and I'm so I'm worried about timing out this particular because I can't if I. Well, oh, oh I I got it. Um, but if I don't. If you go over a certain amount, and so then I'm like, oh God, what do I have to cut? And sometimes when you go too fast, things suck, yeah. So, um, so here we go, i Benjamin, yay. yay. Knock, knock, feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. The tiniest Arby's got the meats. How do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette. The Gillette razors were introduced to the American public in 1904. In 1904, ladies, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. I don't want to sleep with you. Gross. Chill the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I have so many pubes, it's like I have a kitten in a headlock. Cute. You can pet it. I was born in 1974. I have the bush to match. It is dank. It is swampy. And no one can find Charlie. (laughs) That's what I name my clitoris, Charlie. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Have you heard about the new Gillette razor? 13 blades! 13 blades for the closest shave. And the seventh blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. J A L M E. On puis savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, le Classically trained in ballet for 23 years, piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. I've been Pam Benjamin. 201. Hell yeah. 201. So I just have to keep it, keep it tight. Thank you guys. yay
22: Hi, uh, Pat? Yes hi pat uh this is uh sam pelletier i'm on a uh radio show in san francisco uh mutiny radio sponsor of the sixth annual mutiny radio comedy festival how are you doing
23: i am well thank you
22: yeah so this kind of fell in my lap so i am inventing a podcast today it's called mainsplaining um Excellent. it's like man's i don't need to Main, explain it to you great start sam i also want to shout out uh, comedian ali simpson who was based in portland for a while for the name mainsplaining uh she's been <laughs> telling me to do this for a while so i want to do some introductions first off uh, on the soundboard and i do want uh, her to contribute uh, talking if she can it's uh, pam benjamin right hey yeah And are you, you are the CEO, executive director, whatever it is, of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, right?
1: Yes. I don't, at CEO, that's a little, that's a little, uh, there's a little hubris there that I don't want to grab onto.
22: Yeah, this is going to be very anti-capitalist, Pat. Are you okay with that? Yes all righty good to know so you are the first i don't know i am i'm think i'm comfortable saying lawmaker and i'm sorry because we're high if i screw up the title but i would like to tell my audience that my guest pat washburn i believe your position is you are on the uh portland maine charter commission is that correct
23: that is correct i was elected to the charter commission in june along with um eight other elected representatives and then there are three people on the charter commission that were nominated by the city council
22: All righty, and I know that you are a very humble person but I want to give you but I want to mention your election uh, number one to plug ranked choice voting but also to shout out the rich guy whose ass you kicked uh, but i won't if you don't want me to he has a restaurant you in portland right well can you do it give me give me a name let's uh let's give a salute to our opponents uh it's steve what's his last name DeMillo. hell yeah shout out to I steve well known restaurant game, proprietor good game well known restaurant proprietor and this segues me into ranked choice voting which um the this is in we're broadcasting in san francisco so you're not yeah. going to get a lot of votes out of this but no. um, we're trying to export ranked choice voting as an idea to other states. Can you just very briefly explain, because I'm stupid, number one, what ranked choice voting is and the role it played in the election you won? Can we get that from you?
23: Sure. Ranked choice voting gives you, the voter, more of a voice in what happens in an election. Um, and this is generally, it works Um, If best, when there are more than two candidates in the election, um, there are, um, when all the votes are cast, you, the voter, do not just pick one person and check that box. You rank the the candidates in the order that you prefer them. So you might say, okay, I like Sam best, and then I like Pam second. And then Pat, well, you know, she's okay. I'll make her third. So then they go to count the votes, and let's say that Sam doesn't do very well. Well, that that vote that was cast for Sam still matters. That voter's voice still matters. What they do is they take all of the votes that were for Sam in the second round of ranked choice, and they allocate them to the second the voter's second choice people. So then Pam gets all of Sam's number one votes. Let's say
1: um,
22: you're making and, the you're uh, making the festival host smile ear to ear so, right now.
1: I finally I understand this. Keep keep going. I finally <laughs> understand this thing though because Pam the way wins to explain the it.
23: election. But if most of the people who voted for Sam ranked Pat as number 2, then I could take over the um, second-choice person and be the winner, and poor Pam would be very sad. And that is what happened to Steve DeMillo. He was doing quite well in the first round of voting, um, but uh, he was the only Republican in the race. and
22: Yeah, she kicked a Republican's ass with this shit. Keep going.
23: So after the first round of votes were counted, Steve DeMillo had 20%, a little more than 20% of the vote. I had something like 7% of the vote. And at that point, I was going to try to throw a post-election party or whatever, and I, and I was like, oh, the hell with this. I'm going home. <laughs> so I went home. I went to bed. At midnight, my phone rang because they had started doing the rounds, and in the fourth round, I was... I. the number of votes for me um i got a lot of second third and fourth place votes i didn't get a lot of first place votes but a lot of people liked me enough to rank me two three or four and that let me come out ahead of steve
22: yeah that's a very nice way of saying a lot of people ranked steve first but if you didn't rank steve first you probably don't like Steve,
1: You've probably ranked him fourth.
22: Yeah, and, and that's, so could, that's and so that's the great. origin of what this is. Thank you again, uh, Pat. But the origin of why ranked choice voting is so popular in Maine, the state I came from, is we had a very Tea Party governor. Like we're a, like New Hampshire, we're a swing state in some ways. We had a Tea Party governor from 2010 to 2018, uh, Paul LePage, and the first time he ran. He got 39% of the vote because there were basically two Democrats running. One was just oh. running as an independent. And they split so, yes. Yeah, so, Dem- LePage gets 39 the independent gets 37 and the democrat got 19 so even though 62% of the state or 61 whatever the fucking bumper sticker is that's a good thing there's no content rules either pat you can say as many fucks as you want but uh but the yeah, yeah. yeah. alrighty. is it have you said wow, fuck on I have, the, have you said fuck so on the radio much before
23: for saying
1: fuck before this is great
22: well I, we I, do a big out here
1: yeah we well, we do ranked voting we've done ranked voting here in san francisco when ed lee um, we had a thing, one, two, three, anyone but Ed Lee. And there was a ranked voting choice thing, and uh, I believe he won anyway. But then he died, and then there was a ranked choice voting thing again, and London Breed won, and there were – and and that was the first time I'd really – or the second time I'd experienced it because we're doing that out here, I guess at least for the mayoral candidates.
22: And I want to give a shout-out to Pat because um, – not only uh, did she explain right choice voting well enough that it actually changed the voter's mind, because you yeah. vote, and it didn't yeah. change your mind. It's just like, oh, now I explained this a little better, so that's amazing, because yeah. people try to do that politically, and it never fucking works, yeah. so shout out to Pat. But um, Pat also at one point, and I believe this is public information, uh, is and was uh, what's called a notary public, and yeah. in Maine, you have to swear to have witnessed the p- petitions you've collected if you... T- get petitions for a ballot item. And Pat yeah. notarized my signatures uh, for free. Um, that took a while. Uh, her cats were not happy with me. And by the way, that's a $65 an hour service. And so oh. she gave it to the campaign for free, the statewide campaign for ranked choice voting. And the statewide campaign has directly resulted in a one le- one more Democrat and one more Republican in the United States Congress, because we used ranked choice voting to get our Republican Congressman out of, uh, office. So, uh, I just really excited to have Pat on and talk about that. Listen, we got about five more minutes before we hit the 2 PM. So here's what I'd like to do if that's cool. Um, I want to not talk too much. And because, uh, state of Maine politics isn't the most relevant thing, uh, and Pat's, uh, specialty because Pat is on the charter commission for a city, not a state. Uh, let's talk about gentrification. Uh, Portland, Ah! Maine, it's a small place, but the housing prices are getting more and more ridiculous because, you know, these rich kids move in. It's the same story. So I want to ask both of you, because I feel like you both in the trenches with housing way more than I am. What can uh, urban areas do? But is it kick out the Airbnbs? Is it decapitate the landlords, what do we do to tackle this problem? Because everyone hates gentrification, but I don't hear a lot of solutions. And I'm not expecting either of you to have a good one, because I don't. But if the two of you could just, does anyone, either of you, have a first thing to say about this problem?
23: I do. Um, I think that cities should um, encourage and even do this themselves. The building of... Small units, um, low-income affordable housing units, efficiencies, one-bedroom apartments. She's
22: getting excited. You're killing it. Keep going.
23: (laughs) Right now, um, even rooming houses. Because right now, um, in a place like Portland, Portland has – it's a very small city. It's 67,000 people. But we are the largest city in our state. We are the economic engine of the state, and we are a very beautiful place to be. And if you are a New Yorker or a
1: Bostonian or even a San <laughs> Franciscan who is pissed she's off, she's trying
22: by to raise tourism money on the air. Sorry, keep going. How
1: beautiful! Boston. I want to. I already want to go to Portland.
23: Oh, go and, to Portland! Well, Fuck and yeah! And you have an amazing restaurant scene, right? So, <laughs> if you are a person from a large, expensive city who has suddenly been given the right to work from home. Wow, I've always wanted to move to Portland and now I'm going to do it. Well, now the rents are, through, yeah. and most of our units are in two bedrooms or larger. And so if you are um, uh, struggling out of being unhoused, you don't have a lot of low cost options to get you started on the road back towards housing and stability. Even if you're working, a lot of the homeless people here are working.
1: Yeah, Pat, I was was going to say the exact same thing—that it's affordable housing for all, and that the the prices can go up for the rich people that want whatever they want. But we have to provide. We can't lock out people who have lived here and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're poor. Where 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 they live? Where where we? We have to." Where are you going to put them? And, I mean, I'm a tech worker. I work for large
23: out-of-state companies, and I make a good income. And I'm barely clinging to a two-bedroom apartment. Wow. It's a nice two-bedroom apartment. I could probably trade down a little bit. But, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not cheap being here.
1: But and, it's still – can I ask what it really is? Because you can – after COVID, before COVID – the, the apartments in my building, which are four hundred square feet and they are uh studios, they were going yeah. for two thousand three hundred dollars a month for a studio in the tenderloin, which is like the grossest That's neighborhood. A lot for a studio. That was a lot. It's not quite Bef- that. Before bad before, before COVID say- though, before COVID. After COVID, okay. now they're like thirteen hundred.
23: Yeah. Um no, ask no, COVID sent everything up. Oh, um, what? My landlord has people moved done to Maine, great. yeah. Um, I have a 950 square foot apartment, um, which is nice. I, I get to use the second bedroom as a home office, um, but uh, I'm paying 1,800.
1: <gasps> okay, okay, okay. That's that's like the same as San Francisco right now. That's pretty crazy.
22: Yeah, that's why everyone in yeah, Portland exactly. is pissed about. That's the yeah. San
1: Francisco <sighs>
23: rate, and yet I'm getting a break. Probably, if they were to re-rent that apartment today, it would be 2,300 or more and i'm getting that because i'm a nice person and i'm quiet and i don't throw loud parties and i pay my rent on time
10: right
22: (laughs) don't say that on the comedy podcast that's not popular with Uh us
1: (laughs) 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 but so you're experiencing see we we almost had a well we still they're all still coming here but it was almost like a reverse gentrification it was just they brought COVID. brought the prices down in san francisco because so many people vacated and were like why am I paying this much money to live here when I can't do anything? And so they yes. went home and lived with their parents, or they went somewhere else that was super cheap right. or they did whatever. Right, back the City or whatever.
23: Right. Um, and, the, um, and the opposite happened in Maine because, you know, all these people in New York City are going, why am I paying this yeah. much for this roach-infested scumhole? Right. Uh... I could be living someplace I would really love to be. Right,
1: where the roaches are free they can just
23: they they run in the forest
1: so free and fun skipping unicorns
23: but now i you know if i'm job hunting i'll see ads from san francisco companies saying remote until COVID. i'm like oh hell no i you know i'm not moving to san francisco i know what they pay over there
1: well pat you've been a joy congratulations Thank on you your so amazing win and for taking
23: down to both of you <laughs> on the podcast on the comedy festival
1: thanks so much
22: thank all you right. so Have a this day. all right that was pat washbourne uh thank you guys
1: yeah uh this has been uh sam splaining
22: podcast mainsplaining that's what it is podcast. i'm out Main splaining. it's like mansplaining but yeah mainsplaining
1: yeah. all right and we're gonna be back with uh me and dave's show Yay! Listeners and Toot Toot, the skunk train. Uh, I should have put Christmas music on for this show, but I bailed on that one. Uh, hey, you guys, welcome to the Jingle Hell Hat. Yay! It's Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse here on a Friday at 8 o'clock here at Mutiny Radio. And I've got this hat of Christmas-looking of holiday. I don't want to offend anybody. It's a holiday hat. Uh, with all kinds of crazy suggestions in it from people on the internet, uh, plugging them in, and we're gonna do Hell Hat tonight. It's gonna be very exciting. Uh, I'm super excited. We've got David Zunzu running the ones and twos, thanks to him. We've got Mike Spiegelman on the door hanging out. I'm Hey, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, tonight. Uh, yeah, that's fun stuff. Hey, we're gonna turn the skunk train up a little bit, and um, I gotta smoke a bowl, so we'll be right back. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners, because we have a really great Jingle Hell hat, an incredible lineup. Some of my favorite comedians, uh, especially our headliner, Joe Gorman, I, I just love, his just he's just a magical, magical uh, creature that blesses us with, well, and the, really, the lineup tonight is scrumptural lesson. We're going to... Turn up a little music and we'll be back after I smoke the pot here.
4: Keeping okay. it okay. Choking. choking, big time yeah. West Coasting. Home of the purple, land of the gray. This is how the players hustle in the Golden Gates. We don't grind on the block, boy. We sell to the clubs. The dispensary where they always show love. Self does big fat buzz to all of us, thugs. who will be getting it done with five ones on the run? Having too much
20: fun stacking hunts. And I always got time for a blind. It's on track, it's track. All aboard, all aboard. All aboard. It's train. It's train, All aboard, all aboard. I love my greens in the morning I love my greens at night And if you love your greens just like I do It's gonna train to take you for a ride It's gonna train, You smell like I ran over a skunk but I'm so high that I don't give a fuck. Maybe it's the trees up in the blunt. Maybe someone really stepped on a duck. Stinky like Reefer when I pull through, pull through. Let everybody breath like boo, 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 boo. I'm true blue, true blue. I'm true grid, true grid. Y'all want to try a little taste of this little shit? I'm on the train, but I'm off the track. I'm from the bay, and I'm off the map. If it's good, good I'm in this pack, then bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Listen, I got them grapes, like it's smokers, making with all my hustlers hitting the states, with all my brothers, sisters, skunk train, and I'm the and I'm the conductor. Skunk, skunk train, skunk train, all the all the boys. Skunk train, skunk train, all the boys, all the I love my greens in the morning, I love my greens at night, and if you love your greens just like I do, the skunk train will take you for a ride. Skunk train. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Uh the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. Got the whole spot smelling like a song. BJ J pop the trunk. Drunk, what it smell like? Smell like diesel. Nice and purple. I just got it for my people. Damn, bag feel heavy. That's heavy. all good. Leaning up the Chevy. Shit had the shit banging on some threes. Cause a brother like me don't fuck with nothing but heavy peas. Got them packs for all the max. Sit back, relax. Rack these stacks, stack these racks, do it right. We gon' be in it all to- damn night. Yeah, spend my life, grinding and shining, rhyming reclining, designing one-lining. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going racks to riches. Got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. Got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio. I studio smellin' like purple, I got the whole studio smelling like purple. Smoking on blends I can't even pronounce, $200 probably get you an ounce, yeah. I got the Swiss bank accounts, and mo bounce, mo bounce, oh, bounce, 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 ooh, mm, mm-hmm. ah, here we go, didi-da, did, word the did, jala, bustin' with a flow, Hitting that drove, get me so high, feel like an eagle when I'm up in the sky. Coming back to the tarmac, back in the days it was a carjack, how about that? Nowadays I spit raps, bust on these cats. Who don't know about the max? Oh yeah, I'm on the scene, laying low, so fresh, so clean, smoking on some gangsta greens, purple cream from the 415. 15. cannabis king. Got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. Got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. I got the whole studio smelling like purple. Don't mean to break your circle, uh uh-uh. But right about now, we breaking the purple. Come on, come on, come, come take you a hit. Sit back, get lit, let's count some grits. Let's reap the benefits of holding it down so deep in the mix. What's my name? It's BJG. Boogie Jordan gotta do it all for a fee. Don't fuck with me, I'm just a PI. Yeah, most of these honeys, they wanna be mine. It's all good though I'm rolling out. Oh and i ain't never ever holdin out not on that drone us smoke i get slowed in the tree house cool with my folks got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple i got the whole studio smell like purple Thank <laughs> you.
1: All right, all right, it's time to get started here on that Jingle Hell Hat! Woo! Jingle Hell <laughs> <laughs> Jingle All the Way, which was a terrible movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies from the late 90s because then he suddenly became our governor. I have no idea how he dodged all that terrible press from such dog shit movies such as Jingle All the Way in 96. And uh, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, here we go, pulling from the Hell Hat. Santa versus Jesus, uh, classic, classic, wonderful sketch by South Park. One of the first things I ever saw from those guys. Uh, Santa versus Jesus, uh, celebrity death match. How wonderful that must have been. Uh, Jesus was born in April, so I'm not. I don't know why Santa. I don't understand Santa and Jesus. Why we don't have to fight? Uh, Jesus loves presents. I. I don't know. Santa versus Jesus. I think that. Santa versus Jesus, Lael Gold would win because she's louder than both of them, which is really great right now. (laughs) That's how that works. That's great. It's not Lael? Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's right. I know. It's Rose. That's why you would beat Jesus and Santa because you're louder than both of them. Uh, Yay. No, it's fine. It's good. But if Jesus and Santa were in a fight, I think that Santa would win because he is much larger. And uh, Jesus, although strong and uh, surly, uh, very sinewy. I always wonder, like, um, not, I mean, I guess I want to talk about Jesus' dick. Uh, lanky guys, <laughs> but it's a thing, like, tall, lanky, sinewy guys happen to have large dicks, so they don't have to be tall. For example, I imagine that it's the first Spider-Man. Um, the first Spider-Man, he's little, and t- Tom, not Tom, Tobey Maguire, Yes! Toby Maguire, I think, probably has a huge dick, right? Because he's short, but he's, like, lanky. You know what I mean? Like, lanky? Okay. Jesus was lanky. So Jesus probably had a big dick. This is where I'm going with that. He's also a Jew. So a big, huge Coke can. Coke can and... I, I, I'm wondering, has there ever been... Well, Santa's fat. He can't even see his dick. because His stomach's in the way. Who knows what his dick... He doesn't even know what his dick looks like. Uh, but G- I... I'm wondering if there's any, like, Jesus fetish porn out there. Does that exist, like, your savior coming? It does. I don't watch porn. I just imagine that that would be a good one. Jesus versus Santa the porn. Oh, God. Let's not do that. Uh, The real meaning of Christmas, and it's underlined, uh, real. Ah, wow. You know, I believe in the little Christmas lamb that came. No, I don't believe in anything. What is the real? I mean, the real meaning of Christmas is that we are capitalist pigs and we get to buy things for each other yay how many presents did you get did you get coach shoes this year or d- I don't understand how money works it's just little pieces of paper that float through my hands like oh Christmas time what do we do get the money I love the the real meaning of Christmas I think that the real meaning of Christmas is um, popovers and a uh, standing rib roast and the fat goes down and then you put the potatoes in there and they get so crispy Anyone else? Crispy potatoes, is that the meaning of Christmas? No, that's the meaning of Hanukkah, is latkes. Thank God for the Jews. I'm gonna do a new thing with the, I'm really excited about Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah for all the Jews and the Gorm everybody. It's great, uh, but I really, as a pot smoker, and, and as a hash oil just lover, I mean, I understand the story of the Maccabees, and there was oil, and it wasn't enough oil, and it lasted for eight days, and I think that this Hanukkah, I'm just gonna smoke hash oil for eight days straight. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it lit, the candle, the whole time, the oil. You thought that it's going to be a vaporizer one, you know, and like you think it's done, but you keep smoking off it. You know that one where you're like, it keeps working. You're like, there's nothing in this, but I'm still getting high. This is amazing. It's the eight-day, it's the, they should, I can't believe they haven't made like a Hanukkah, a special Hanukkah hash oil pen that burns for eight days straight. Yay. Tree skirt. Uh, So, my parents were really into Christmas, and they really decorated, and we always had tree skirts, and my favorite thing at Christmas time was to take the tree skirt and tie it around my waist and, like, turn around in a circle like a flamenco dancer, because it was so fluffy, and I just, the tree skirt, no one else was bougie, you didn't have a train and a tree skirt, no, no, tree. tree, it's a skirt you put around the tree, so when you take your tree, when you murder the tree in the forest, and then you take the tree home and you put it in water so that it will last longer and its little pines won't die. Then you have a tree skirt to put around the unsightly water tank that you have the tree in. And then you put the presents on the tree skirt. It's a, it's a very bougie thing. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and then you put the train set around the tree skirt. And it's, yeah, uh, It's we had trains and a tree skirt. Yeah, it was exciting. Hey, John Gallagher. I know, I was really rich. My parents, I was so lucky when I was growing up to be a bougie as fuck in Danville right across the way. Yay, so much money, yay. My parents always wanted to be totally fair. And so they always spent the same amount of money on my brother and I for Christmas. And um, one year I was all bummed out because they only spent $500 and all we got was a new ski outfit. Like all we got was new skis and new boots and a new outfit and I was like,